0: Hi there. Welcome to The Post Show. I'm John the Video Guy. In today's episode, I am joined with aspiring broadcast journalist Cameron Fields. Cameron is currently a general assignment reporter at Cleveland.com and is a graduate of Ohio University with a bachelor's degree in journalism. In our talk, we discuss the importance of finding work that you are passionate about, and dive into the different career paths for journalism. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Cameron Fields. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hey,
1: thanks for having me, John. It's been a long time no see, but good to see you, man. Glad to see you're doing
0: well. Absolutely. So it's been a while. We went to high school with each other yep. and graduated, I, I believe, in the same class, 2015. Yep. Um, yeah, we did. I wanted to ask, how did you want to become a journalist? What inspired you to become a journalist?
1: Well, I mean, so yeah, right now I'm a general assignment reporter at cleveland.com, but I had started, you know, aspirations of wanting to be a sports journalist. Um, So, and then I, I was, you know, a sports journalist for a little bit coming out of college and then also at college at Ohio University. So, I really wanted to go into sports journalism because um i love basketball you know i still do love basketball a lot um i like watching sports but i kind of like find myself not really as infatuated with sports anymore uh so i really only watch basketball now and then maybe occasionally some football but um i really just enjoyed you know crafting stories about what people like the amazing feats that athletes you know accomplish on the field but more importantly, um, you know, their lives off the, you know, court, off the field of play. Uh, I just liked, you know, doing profiles about, you know, them and and their lives and what, you know, made them special, whether it be off the court or, or on the court. Um, and then particularly with basketball writing, I I love doing like everything. So I like doing the, um, the beat writing. So I was a, before I started full time at Cleveland.com, I was a freelance writer where I helped cover the calves of Chris Fedor. And I um, you know, it was like his number two. I was like his backup where I, you know, wrote about the calves and I did like, you know, pretty technical like articles where I analyzed um, you know, their like sets and stuff like that, their plays and analyzed like their seasons. So that was really fun. But I also like writing just, you know, general basketball lifestyle stuff, um, like love for the game kind of thing. So anything, if it has to do with basketball, I love it. So um I still do, you know, do some basketball things on my own Instagram page called the Hooper Chronicles. And um, I really enjoy doing that page. So uh, big basketball fan, as you can see.
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, and this passion came from a very young age, right?
1: Definitely. I mean, I just, it was just like the first thing that I gravitated to when I was a kid. I, I played it I started playing basketball when I was like six years old Um, and then like, it was just very important. I mean, it is very important to me because a lot of my friendships have come out of like liking basketball and playing basketball. So, um, you know, some of the best times that I've ever had have been, you know, playing with my friends, playing basketball or talking about the NBA um, and things like that. So it's just something that's very important to me in my life and you know, I cherish it. It's kind of, it's kind of hard now with the pandemic because I can't really like play like, like I would like, but um, hopefully, you know, that can change soon.
0: Absolutely. So you actually went to college to study journalism at Ohio University. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there and what you learned in that experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I started at OU, um, Ohio University, uh, 20 fall 2015 and then um, it was very like the first semester you know I only had one journalism class it was like um history of media class um, so it wasn't really I wasn't really in my major yet um, as a lot of freshmen are in their respective majors um, even like outside of journalism so I wasn't really in my major yet but once I got to my second semester um, I took like one of our find like foundational courses where you learn like the basics of journalism it was called um 2311 and uh shout out one of my professors justice hill he really like taught me how to write like in the journalistic sense i mean i i knew how to write you know essays relatively okay just from high school and you know learning that you know style of writing but in terms of writing articles and knowing how to construct leads, knowing how to write nut graphs, like Justice was very influential for me in terms of learning how to write in that instance. So, um, very grateful to him for that. Um, but yeah, it was just a great experience. The Script School of Journalism, they really teach you how to, um, you know, just be a very sound reporter. Um, and they give you, there's a lot of like, Uh, like real world, practical things that you can do on campus. So I wrote for the Post, the school newspaper for three years. And um, there's other things you can do too. Like you can work at WUB, which is more for broadcast journalism students. Um, But, you know, anyone who's just interested in journalism can, uh, you know, work there and like build up their skills. Uh, So there's just like a host of different organizations that you can, um, you know, just hone your skills at down there and just improve.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of opportunities going through a college uh, system to learn how to do journalism. And like you mentioned, uh, there's almost like a mentorship where you get to meet and learn from a master in that craft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like going back to justice. Yeah. He just, he was always like looking out and he wasn't just, you know, looking out for me in terms of like an academic sense. Like he was You know, making sure I was cool, like in my personal life and things like that, too. So um, very, like, important person um, in my life, um, particularly at college. And, you know, like I said, he just really taught me how to write um, in the journalistic sense. I, I don't think that, you know, I would have been where I am right now if he didn't, you know, help me as much as he did. So in fact, I know I wouldn't like I wouldn't be where I am. Uh, if you didn't like serve as that kind of like foundational piece, um, for me. So,
0: so one of the two cool things that you're able to do is combine something you love basketball and combine it with writing. And I'm not sure, have you written other things that aren't about basketball and can you kind of compare, you know, writing things that you're passionate about and maybe writing something you're not so passionate about?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, good question. Um, well, yeah, so right now, I'm um, not writing really about basketball. I, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, i a general assignment reporter, so in my role, I write about like a multitude of things. I mainly write about the coronavirus pandemic, but um, even just like intersections of that. So I write, you know, business related stories, uh, social justice, um, you know, just a, a lot of different kinds of stories, um, weather, weather stories, too. So anything that like I'm assigned, like today I wrote about um, vaccines. Uh, So just anything that I'm assigned, um, I basically have to do my best at. And I think that, you know, the passion there is just particularly during this pandemic is helping people be informed as best as possible, even though like I might not be as passionate about, you know, writing about science or. Writing about vaccines, I think the the real like love for that just comes in knowing I'm doing a good service to the community and helping readers like be informed. I think that's just very um, empowering, um, especially just during this time because people really need to know information. People need to know what's going on every single day. So you know, I take that responsibility seriously, uh, and you know, there's a lot of fulfillment that comes with that
0: absolutely cameron um i'm i know and even in my job too like you have a set vision like you know like when when i was starting out i wanted to become a filmmaker you know like go to la and be a film editor and you know you start doing something and you you find out later that you know there are other avenues that you can explore so like right now i'm a graphic designer okay not so much doing like, you know, nice. films or like short films or feature films, but I'm doing more like marketing and now I'm in the live event industry. I work with Rock the House and, you know, nice. it. It. I would have never guessed that I'm doing what I'm doing today, but I'm still in that field of something that I like to do. For but, sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like it, in the realm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is magical when you combine two things that you like that you do, um, and make a career out of it. Um, on that note of like, kind of like, uh, fulfilling a higher meaning, did your vision for what you want to achieve in your career change throughout college or like entering into the workforce and finding opportunities?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it changed like a lot, (laughs) but like, I always, I always found myself gravitating toward doing something in journalism so at first i was like oh i want to be like the do it all sports reporter right on all sports then i was like uh no (laughs) and then i was like i just want to do basketball like so much like i just really wanted to do that and i still had a fun time like doing you know other sports but i was like i was just so focused on like basketball 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 by the time i got to my junior senior year Um, and then my senior year, I started working with USA Today Sports Media Group and working on their NBA wires. And I worked there until I started my new job in August, 2020. So I worked there for like about two years. Um, and that was just a lot of fun because I got to, I just really got to like be myself in terms of like basketball writing there. Like I really got to, um, write the stuff that I just, it was just great. It was a great experience working there. USA Today, uh, NBA Wires. Um, So that was a, and then I guess recently I didn't necessarily want to get out of sports. Like I wasn't like, I gotta be like, I gotta get out of sports. But the thing is I was freelancing for four different um, companies, including cleveland.com. And freelancing gets to be, like, a very um, hard toll, like, on you just because, you know, I mean, I I was making sure to invoice for people all the time, and um, I was having to do just a lot of work every single day because for, you know, I was writing articles. I was writing maybe, like, at least, like, three, four articles a day, maybe, and they would be... You know relatively like you know at that length they wouldn't be like short articles and so with the pandemic i was like i don't have a full-time job and you know sports were canceled so i was like i don't think i'm gonna get a sports opportunity anytime soon and i was like i just needed a full time job and um cleveland.com they you know they had a spot open with the general assignment reporter and they really wanted me to do it so i mean i really appreciated that they were kind con- I mean, they're confident in me to be able to switch to news like that. I was like, I've never done news. uh <laughs> Like, so I don't know, but they were, they were just like, Hey, we got, you know, we got you. So I, I mean, I just really appreciate their support and it's been great just, you know, learning these past few months um since August, but yeah, I mean, things, things change like all the time. And now I'm like, I don't think, I don't know if I ever want to go back to, sports to be honest like it's just I don't know the schedule that I have is is nice so awesome. I don't yeah
0: so it sounds like you have a taste in both like the freelance work and then actually working for a company um yeah and i I think a lot of journalists or even a lot of creative people are in that period where you know should I work for myself you know and find the business or should I work for a media company or just a a company like you and I are right now um, where it's more stable, it's more secure. What advice would you give to someone younger um, that is starting out in the journalism industry or, you know, writing or in the creative industry like this?
1: I think like, especially in the journalism industry, it's just so hard to get a full-time job, like right off the bat in college. Like, it's just difficult. Um, I mean, you got to be good. You got to know people. You just. Um, and I think that. I think that freelancing is fine, especially like if you can live with your parents. Like, I mean, I'm still I mean, I'm pro- I'm trying to move out soon, but I'm still with my parents, um, especially if you can live with your parents and have that kind of support. I think that freelancing is fine because it's kind of like a nice like get your feet in the water kind of experience right after college. You know, you don't have to go like almost like head first into a full-time job. You can kind of like get your feet wet and see like, okay, this is how this works. This is how that works. So I don't want to necessarily say like you should freelance because if you have a full-time job offer, you need to take that (laughs) full-time job offer. But like I would say don't be afraid to freelance for like a year or two because I freelance for about a year, like a little over a year. And, you know, it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I got to stop. But like, once it gets to that point and you like, no, then it's like, you know, you just, you just have your moments, like where you go through life where it's like, okay, it's time to move on to something else. This is what I need to do Like, you know, you just know. So I think it's like just a person by person kind of thing. But yeah, I would definitely like say. Don't be afraid to do freelance. Just, you know, you just got to work hard. I don't want to, I don't, I hate saying like pay your dues because I hate when people say that, but like you just, it's just a nice like little like stepping stone to me, to, at least to me, in my opinion, it was just a nice like stepping stone to do before I got to that full-time level.
0: Yeah. And I can relate to Cameron because I, I started part-time as well. Uh, working up to my full-time position and I think you hit on something where you kind of have to get your feet wet you know first before because I think there can be quite a bit of sticker shock if you just jump into a full-time job right away
1: I uh, yeah for sure I mean I, I mean definitely like I said if you have that full-time job offer you need to just go ahead and do that but yeah. uh but if you don't then I mean you know try and like freelance with um your local media outlet uh i I just hit up cleveland i didn't know anyone at cleveland.com i just hit them up and i was like hey what can i do um you know can i do some freelancing like things like that and they were like yeah like sure so i mean just you know just send an email make some phone calls um and you might get somewhere you never know
0: so i wanted to ask you cameron i think journalism and video editing is a little different do you think in journalism can you make a full-time living doing freelance? So not working for a company, but doing freelancing. And in your experience, what do you think? Can you get enough work to, you know, cover the bills per se?
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, if you're younger, like I'm 23, if you're like around my age, it's going to be very, very almost impossible for you to do that, like very difficult. You would have to have like maybe. I mean, depending on you would have to have a lot of gigs to like make ends meet. Like you wouldn't have any free time. And but I think though there are, I mean there are like older people in the in the field who are like older who like freelance but they have they've built up, you know, a reputation to the point where they can warrant more money. They can be like, "Okay, pay me this much for like this amount of words or For every article or whatever, like they can demand like higher amounts when you're younger, you just got to take what they give you. So, like, I know there's some people who freelance, like who are older and they just do that. And they're cool because they've built up that reputation. But when you're coming out of college, you have like minimal sort of reputation. Like I said, you just kind of got to take what they give and go from there. But, yeah, very almost impossible, I would say, to, like, make any sort of real sustainable living um, just
0: freelance if you're, like, my around my age. Gotcha. Cool. Good advice. Always good to, you know, test the waters, see, you know, because, you know, you don't know these things until you try. So, how much income you can bring in and, you know, should you be freelancing? Should you go full-time? I think it's different for everyone. I think it really comes down to are there people to pay you enough to do that? Because really, it comes down to time. Like you only have it really does. You only have so much time in the day. And if you're not getting paid a lot to do the work you're doing, then it's just not going to work out. So,
1: yeah, like I would say if you were young and you just wanted if you wanted to try and make a life off of freelancing, you're going to want to have like basically like maybe like a job at giant eagle or like um a grocery store like a, a pl- like a part-time job to really make ends meet and then you still like you just like you just mentioned time like how are you gonna have it's just not gonna work how are you gonna have time to go to giant eagle or wherever your local grocery store is you no know, time to work at the grocery store and then also have time to write however many articles you need to write to fulfill the dollar amount that you need within 24 hours and still sleep. So like, it's just not sustainable. So I would advise for me, at least my manageable um, gig amount that I, that I had, my max was four. And then, then I had, I had three for most of the time I was freelancing and that was a lot. So like, if it gets to the point where it's like you're like running yourself ragged at like three or four, I would stick around that number. I would not like go above that number. I mean, it just depends on the person's like people can take uh, different amounts of, of stress. But I mean, uh, if you're getting to a point where you're just feeling like exhausted at a certain number, then just stop at that number. Don't like try and do any more gigs. You're just going to overwork yourself. So
0: Very good advice. All right. Well, we're coming up on our time here. I wanted to ask you one last question to kind of wrap it up through your career so far. What is the most important story that you covered so far? This can either be important to you or maybe something in sports. What would you have to say?
1: And definitely the, this year's election. Oh my gosh. Definitely the election. Like I was, not only because of like just like covering the election itself like i was nervous about that because i've never covered an election but because of the tension that was rising up to it i was just i was like terrified that something just bad was going to happen at the polls i was i was shook i was like i was so stressed like leading up to um the election and i mean this was like one of the most historic elections that we've ever seen in modern history. And just to cover that, like, I, I realized like the moment because I was on the morning shift for it. So I was covering I started at like 630 in my coverage or so. And so I was downtown at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and people were lined up. I was like, hey, I was like, okay, like people were lined up at like 615 outside Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse because they made that a polling location for this year. And um, it was just like, it was just a crazy day like it was it was a lot and then following that i wrote a story about um why like you know cleveland the city of cleveland had some low voter turnout in some of its wards, and that was a very you know like cool like powerful story to work on because you know for like the black communities in cleveland you know they had some like apathy with it and they were like hey we're not gonna go out and vote because like why even try like why even try and go out when none of our issues are being listened to are being are trying to be fixed so i mean like the election all the coverage that i did with the election i feel like it was the most important story that i've done so far
0: yeah yeah i can't i can't even imagine that i mean when tensions are that high you know and in an election yeah and it's your job to cover that like that's a That's a very stressful situation to be in. So thank you, Cameron, for sharing that story. And with that, I'd like to thank you for joining me here on the post show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, man. This was fun.
0: That was great. I want to thank Cameron again. There was a lot of great content in there, and I hope you found some value in our discussion here today. If you like the podcast so far, please follow us and write us a review. You can also go to my website, JohnTheVideoGuy forward slash post show to see all of our episodes as well as recommend future podcast guests to have on the show. We look forward to talking to you soon.